RNZ News at midday. Kia ora, good afternoon. I'm Nicola Wright. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has told the United Nations that Russia must receive a just punishment for crimes committed against his nation. He said Russia must be held to account for stealing Ukrainian territory and murdering civilians. And Mr Zelensky wants a special tribunal to bring the perpetrators to justice. I thank you that we are united in our striving to restore peace and to guarantee peace for any nation that has become a victim of the armed aggression. A crime has been committed against Ukraine and we demand just punishment. The crime was committed against our state borders. The crime was committed against the lives of our people. Mr Zelensky ruled out any peace plan except that proposed by Ukraine and also rejected the idea his country should be neutral and not align with NATO. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern was among the world leaders listening to the Ukrainian president's speech at the UN General Assembly. Our deputy political editor, Craig McCulloch, is in New York. Mr Zelensky called on leaders to strip Russia of its vote and its Security Council veto, saying aggressors need to be punished and isolated. Ms Ardern stood and applauded at the conclusion. She'd earlier suggested she'd missed the speech due to other commitments, but made it there in the nick of time. Ms Ardern described the video as powerful and was seen talking to Mr Zelensky's wife, who is in New York, when leaving the building. Ms Ardern is now attending a reception hosted by the US President Joe Biden. Thousands of cows at a site infected with Mycoplasma bovis are to be culled on a huge feedlot near Ashburton. Stock from another eight high-risk farms will also be culled. Efforts to eradicate the disease from New Zealand had got to the point where in May, the five-star beef feedlot in Ashburton was the only infected property left. That feedlot farms about 12,000 cattle. Two more properties have tested positive since then. The Ministry for Primary Industries Mbovis Programme Director Simon Andrew told Nine to Noon it's unclear how the disease has spread. We continue to undertake investigations and, and keep an open mind. Uh, what's really important uh, from a programme perspective is that we remove uh, the infection itself um, and uh, that's very important for us and that's why we're putting these measures in place okay. uh, to ensure uh, that we have those in place. Simon Andrew says compensation will be available for farmers whose livestock is culled. Northland schools get the biggest increases from new equity funding rates announced today. The equity index is replacing deciles as the means of allocating millions of dollars to tackle disadvantage. Our education correspondent John Gerritsen reports. The government says most schools will get more money from the equity index, but schools in Te Tai Tokoro will get an average of $220 more per pupil and schools in South Auckland will get an average of $70 more per student. The increases are based on more accurate measurement of disadvantage in schools and also a $75 million boost to the amount of money being distributed. About 200 schools get less money and their decreases will be phased in at a rate of 5% per year from 2024. A farming leader says a record milk payout announced today will be a great morale boost for the sector. Fonterra announced it will pay farmers $9.30 a kilogram of milk solids for last season. Federated Farmers Dairy Chair and Fonterra supplier Richard McIntyre says it's great to see the high price locked in, as there's always a lot of uncertainty throughout the season. 
as an industry, we sell our product and we don't always know what we're going to get for it for up to 15 months afterwards. And so it's always great um, to have that milk price nailed in and, and it being a good milk price like this is, is fantastic. Fonterra's forecast payout for the current season has a midpoint of $9.25. A settlement between the Crown and Ngāti Maniopoto has passed its final reading in Parliament. The King Country Iwi has settled with the Crown for $170 million and cultural redress, including an apology. Ashley McCall reports. A convoy of Maniopoto has travelled to Wellington with dozens watching both at Parliament and at Pepitia Marae. It's been in the works for 30 years and is one of the largest remaining treaty settlements. Te Rohi Pōtai was a sanctuary for refugees from the Waikato Wars and a holdout of South Government until the late 19th century. Treaty Negotiations Minister Andrew Little acknowledged the destruction in Mamai caused by the Crown and the significant loss of land that followed Crown surveying. The Crown will deliver a formal apology in December. It's five minutes past twelve. Nine people have been killed in Iran as protests escalate over the death of a young woman, Masa Amini, in police custody. The unrest has spread to more than 20 major cities, including the capital, Tehran. There are also protests outside the United Nations where the Iranian president, Ibrahim Raisi, has addressed the issue of women's rights. The Islamic Republic of Iran rejects some of the double standards of some governments vis-à-vis human rights and sees that as the most important factor which has rendered banal the topic of human rights in the eyes of many because this is something that is currently taking place a discourse that is taking place in the Islamic Republic of Iran. The president of Iran says there won't be progress until the West addresses what he calls its double standards when it comes to the rights of women. The prime minister does not believe public confidence in the public service will be dented by a review into how conflicts of interest are managed. The Public Service Commissioner, Peter Hughes, is looking into how agencies awarded four contracts to relatives of senior cabinet minister Nanaya Mahuta. It's been welcomed by Ms Mahuta, who stresses she has been assiduous in managing potential conflicts of interest. And Jacinda Ardern says Ms Mahuta has her full support. We are a, a small population. These rules exist because there will be times when our family members or our wider family members may work across areas that impact on government. It's happened across consistently, governments of different stripes. So the rules are there for a reason. Our job is to make sure that we're following them and we're transparent about it. But we're not the first to have to have navigated this as a government. Jacinda Ardern says the systems are robust, but the review will provide ongoing assurance. A jewellery store in South Auckland was ram-raided early this morning for the third time in 10 months. The security door at Stone's Jewellers in Pukekoe was damaged, cabinets smashed and items stolen. Owner Trevor Jordan says it's been a tough time. Every night you live in fear that the phone's going to go and at 3.30 I got that phone call again. Come down to the main street of Pukekoe and there's our shop frontage all completely smashed in. Mr Jordan says he's expecting tens of thousands of dollars in losses. Radiologists say their sector's in turmoil because of a fight with surgeons buying up stakes and private scanning practices. The sector's president has emailed colleagues to apologise for appearing to go easy on the surgeons and ignore their concerns. 
Surgeon joint ventures with radiologists are spreading, but they present a potential conflict of interest because surgeons could refer patients for scans at a practice they own. In the email, the Royal Australian and New Zealand College of Radiologists President Sanjay Jaganathan apologises for downplaying the risks during an interview with RNZ. An Otago University study has found three-quarters of wild fish in New Zealand are filled with tiny plastics. Packaging clothes and discarded fishing nets are some of the likely sources of record-high microplastics that fish have swallowed. Researcher Isabella Clare says for an isolated island nation with a small population, the numbers are horrifying. She says it's bad for the fish and for the people who eat them. Nanoplastics and these plastic chemicals may transfer from the gastrointestinal tract and stomach into the muscle tissues, which is what we're eating. Isabella Clare says fish eaten whole, such as sardines and shellfish, carry a greater risk for ingesting plastic. The owners of a missing poodle have set up a camp at the Auckland Botanic Gardens in Manudewa in the hope of finding their pet. Grace and Isaac Leola are camping in a tent at the gardens so they can spend every moment of daylight looking for their beloved burrito. The dog went missing there six days ago. Grace Leola says their bond with burrito is special. He's our everything. We don't have a human child. He's our fur baby. He's our child. So... The reason why, I mean, I'm pretty sure like all dog owners will feel the same because he's, he's our child. He's a family member. He's not, he's not just a dog or a pet, but he's our child. Yeah. Local dog walkers are helping in the search for the dog, which has 3,000 followers on its Instagram account. That's the news.